Do me a favor, open your Bibles to Genesis, the 32nd chapter. 32nd chapter and the 22nd verse. We're going to read through the 28th verse. We're going to talk about uh, some familiar people that a lot of you have heard a lot about. That's Jacob today. So let's go. Genesis chapter 32, starting at the 22nd verse. The Bible reads, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When that man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched. And as he wrestled with the man, then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked, what is your name? This is powerful. This is very, very important. What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have over." Come Today, I want to preach a very simple message today entitled, Are You Tweaking? Uh, online, uh, are, are you tweaking? So let's go. Father, we love you. We thank you. We, I honor you. I bless you. I praise you, God, because I know I can do nothing without you. But with you, I can do anything. So speak now some wonderful truth that would change us and transform us into the image of your son. God, we need a word from the Lord. We don't need personality. We need a word from heaven that will impact our lives to make us more like you. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said together, amen. Are you tweaking? There is a common phrase that I've heard my entire life. I've heard this phrase and it has always rubbed me the wrong way. Even when I was younger and I was living a very Christian-ish lifestyle, this, this phrase, this statement just never, it never set well with me because I would hear people say it and they would say it and, 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 and express it like it was a badge of honor. It, it, like it was something that they were proud of. And I've heard teenagers say it. I'm the father of two teenagers. And I'm like, yo, 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 you're way too young to be making this type of statement. But more consistently and more often, I've heard this statement made by people who were what we would call grown or at least grown-ish. <laughs> they, they would make this statement and every time that I would hear it, I would, my skin would just crawl because to me, it is one of the laziest and most arrogant statements I personally think a human being can make. Change, can I tell you what that statement is? That statement is, this is just who I am. 
uh, uh, it is an insult to God. It is an insult to yourself. And it is an insult to those who have to consistently deal with your this is just who I am. And, and what you say without saying when you make that statement is that I am no longer committed to becoming a better person in this area of my life. And that, my friend, that, my sister, is a problem. Because when your this is just who I am is abusive, that's an issue. When, when your this is just who I am is a manipulator, that's an issue. When your this is just who I am is rude, and nasty that is a problem because and, and I can hear some of you now you're saying well Todd you know I, I, I was born this way I've, I've always been this way and and listen I'm not here I'm not here to fight you on how you were born I, listen we were all born in sin and and shaped in iniquity so I'm, I'm not here to fight you on how you were born I'm just here to tell you that you can be born again <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm just here to tell you that you can be born again because when you are born again, it gives you access to a man named Jesus. Is there anybody in the room that's grateful for Jesus? Anybody like me, you know that your life would be a mess without Jesus? Oh! Hallelujah! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, when I start thinking about where I could be without him, when I start thinking about what my life would look like without him, I got to give him praise because my life would be a mess without Jesus. I would be jacked up, messed up, toe up from the flow up without Jesus. And there, I believe today that there's some people in this room right now that you know for a fact you would be in jail without Jesus. You would have lost your mind without Jesus you would have went crazy without Jesus but somebody throw your hands up and thank God for Jesus I thank God for Jesus I thank God some of your co-workers should thank God for Jesus <laughs> they're tripping on you they were like you said that and you're supposed to be saved you're supposed to be a Christian listen you better be glad I said what I said because I could have done what I used to do <laughs> yes he's working on my mouth he's working on me but is there anybody in this room that can say listen I thank God for what he's doing in my life because I'm not what I used to be I'm not I'm not I may not be where I want to be but thank God I'm not what I used to be he's he's working they're mad at what you said. They better be glad at what you didn't do. <laughs> because watch this, watch this. Because Jesus doesn't make me perfect, but Jesus definitely makes me better. I'm going to say that again for somebody was, somebody's in the kitchen trying to make bacon. Put, put, put the bacon down for a second. Listen, Jesus does not make me perfect, but he definitely makes me better. I'm grateful that he makes me better because the reality is who we should be striving to be like is Jesus. But the harsh reality in the lives of so many believers is that Jesus is no longer the goal. We don't see Jesus as a mentor. 
We see everyone else as mentors. We see everyone else as people we strive to be like. We, we see YouTubers as mentors. We see people that are doing master classes as mentors. We see professors as mentors and, and teachers and coaches and celebrities as mentors. And we do not see Jesus as a mentor. Now, these are all people that we can learn from and glean from, but they may not be people that we should pattern our lives after. Just because I can learn from you doesn't mean I should be like you. Uh, yeah, just because you've given me some skills and some strategies that I can learn from you, it doesn't mean I should pattern my life after you. Because when Jesus isn't the goal, you will build your life on things that will leave you empty every time. Because watch this, true fulfillment is only found in and through Jesus. Are you, are you hearing me? True fulfillment. Now listen, you, you can have your dream job and not be fulfilled. You can have three million in your checking account and not be fulfilled. You, you can drive the Bentley with the peanut butter interior and not be fulfilled. Yes, 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 homie. Yes, you can have the seven bedroom, seven and a half bath, four car garage, pool in the bank with the fire pit on the side and not be fulfilled because true fulfillment is found in Jesus, Luke put it like this in, in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. He says, for in him, for in him, it used to be them, but in him we live and move and have our being. Somebody shout, it's in him. It's in him. Listen, we used to put our faith and our trust in things, in our education, in, in the system. Somebody put their faith in her. Somebody put their faith in it. But it's in him and only him that we live and we move and we have our being because it's only on Christ, the solid rock I stand, and all other ground. Do you you hear what I'm saying? All other ground has the potential to let me down. Everything else has the potential to fail me, but only in Christ. So it's in him. It's in him. We have to be found in him. And there, there is the problem. There is the problem. If we're honest, we really don't want to be found in him because we, we love the saving Jesus. We love the healing Jesus. We love the way out of no way, Jesus. We love to bless my finances, Jesus. We love to give me the man that's 6365, Jesus. We love the Jesus who's always doing amazing things for us. We love that Jesus. But, but when he has to shift from our Savior to our Lord, there therein lies the problem because watch this our problem is not with the God of our yeses but with the Lord of our no's I'm gonna say that again our problem is not with the God of our yeses but the Lord of our no's and a lot of times his no's are really not right now because there are some things that God wants you to have, but only when you're ready for it. And watch this. And some of you, here it is, some of you are not ready because you are not tweaking. 
Some of you are not ready for what God wants to do in your life because you are not tweaking. Todd, what are you talking about? What are, what are you talking about? When I, when I told my kids the name of this message, they were like, tweaking? What? You're like, Dad, them people are not even going to know what you're talking about when you say, when you say, when you say tweaking. But listen, listen, I know a lot of you, your mind went to the urban definition. <laughs> urban definition of tweaking. So, so the urban definition of tweaking is a much used term in rap and hip hop culture to refer to someone high on stimulants. Okay. It can even be used to define as someone who was acting irrationally and saying something stupid. But that is not the tweaking I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about that type of tweaking. I'm talking about Webster's definition of tweaking. And, and Webster puts it like this. He says, to improve a thing by making fine adjustments. <laughs> Somebody shout adjustments. Adjustments, adjust by, by making fine adjustments to it. And, and, and I really feel this in my spirit for entrepreneurs right here, that, that there are some people in this room and there's some people who are watching who, who are business owners. And I want to encourage you around this narrative that I don't need you to change the, the goal that God has given you. I don't need you to change or abandon the promise that God showed you. I want you today to not change the goal, but tweak the plan. And there are some people that are watching right now, you are ready to let go of your goal. You are ready to abandon the plan, when, I mean abandon the goal when all you really need to do is just tweak your plan. Tweak the plan. The goal is fine, it's just how you're getting there could be the problem. It could be the problem. And there, and there even as I'm talking about tweaking now, there are people in the room, they're like, Todd, I'm, I mean, I'm successful. Why, why I gotta tweak? Or, Todd, I'm 65 years old. I know I ain't got to tweak. No, all right? I'm not tweaking. I'm, uh, why, do, why do I need to tweak? But, but, but can I tell you, even Jesus was tweaking? E even Jesus had? So if Jesus had to tweak, what makes you think you don't have to make some adjustments in your life? You see it right in Luke. Second chapter, the 52nd verse, Luke says, and Jesus grew. I'm going to say that again. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. If Jesus had to evolve, what makes your cute self think you don't have to? If Jesus had to grow, what makes you believe that you don't have to grow? I don't care how successful you are. I don't care what you have. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your accomplishments are. If you are not growing, you are dying. We... We have to, we have to tweak, we have to adjust, we have to make adjustments and, and, and we get settled and stuck on this idea that, you know, this is just who I am, this is how I was, I was raised, this is just who I am. And, and most people, most people settle on the idea of this is just who I am because they don't feel that they have a re, they don't feel that they have the realistic ability to change. And it can be easier, hear me, it can be easier to rest in the fact that his grace is sufficient than believing that he is the God that delivers. 
I said it can be easier to rest. Well, I guess I just got this thing and, and God is going to be God. His grace is sufficient that to see him as a God that delivers. And I want somebody to know today. I need somebody who has felt stuck. I need somebody who feels like I'm going to die with this issue that, that this is just a part of who I am. It's just a part of me. I've always dealt with it. I've always struggled with it. I come today to pause in the middle of this message and encourage you around this fact that God is a deliverer. I need somebody to say that with me. Say, God is a deliverer. I don't, I don't care how long you've been in it. I don't care how long you've struggled with it. I don't care if your mama had it or your daddy died with it. I'm telling you today that the God we serve is a God who is strong enough to get you out of it. I know you got yourself in it, but he is God enough to get you out of it. He is a deliverer. He, I need you to walk around your living room and say, you are a deliverer. You are a deliverer. You are a deliverer. You can get me out of it. You can get me through this. You are a deliverer. It is who he is. It's, it's who he is. He, his grace is sufficient, but he is also powerful enough that if I got myself in it, he can get me out of it. He is a deliverer. Psalms 18 and 2 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. He can get me out of it. But watch this. We're, we're not fans of, of the delivering God because if we're honest, most times deliverance takes work. <laughs> So it's easier to be like, I'm just, you know, this, I got this thing and I'll just deal with it because I don't want to put in the work to be free from it. I just, I don't, deliverance takes work. Tweaking takes work. Changing takes work. And it can be easier, watch this, to see God as being your painkiller than your deliverer. It can be easier to see him as ibuprofen to your situation than the God who can actually deliver you because can I tell you something? We, we have made church, we have made worship, and even sometimes we have made listening to the preached word as, 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 as a, a painkiller to, to, to help us escape from our real lives, what we consider our real lives. And so we come here for an hour and a half to escape. We come here for two hours just to get peace from the turmoil and the issues that we're facing when we leave this building. And God is saying, oh my God, I don't want to give you peace for an hour and a half. I want to give you peace that passes all understanding. I, I don't want to give you joy for a few hours. I want to give you joy unspeakable. I am not a painkiller. I am a healer. I am a deliverer. I am the God who can do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. 
But if you only see him as a God that can give me temporary peace, then temporary peace is what you'll have. If you, if you only see him as a God that can help me barely get by, then barely getting by is what you'll have. But if you see him as your deliverer, if you see him as a healer, if you see him as a God that makes ways out of no ways, then that's what he will be to you. Somebody shout, he is a deliverer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We don't serve a bootleg God. We don't, we don't serve a God who does patchwork. We don't serve a bootleg handyman, a God. He's not a temporary fix type of God. He's a master builder. <laughs> the God that said if you destroy this temple in three days I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back up he's a master builder he's 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 not a bootleg carpenter he he's a God that specializes at putting broken things back together again it's who he is but but one of my favorite communicators in the world, one of my favorite preachers in the world, he, he frames it like this. He said, whatever level you see God on is the level of God you will have. Because the God you see, come on change, is the God you get. You, you know who he is, you know, you know who he is. So you are going to live on whatever level you settle for. So if you see him as a temporary fix, then a temporary fix he will be. But if you see him as a God that can give me life and more abundantly, then that's exactly what he will be to you. And so we get to our text here and we have Jacob, old Jacob. And if there is a person who probably felt they had a valid reason to use the excuse of this is just who I am, Jacob would be the poster child for that excuse because, because Jacob probably felt, I got my deceitful ways, honestly. I got this, honestly. I mean, I mean, my mama. Look at my mama. My mama was ratchet. My mama, ooh, my mama had issues. My, look at my mama. She coached him on how to steal the blessing from his brother. Watch this. She's not Esau's stepmama. Let's, let's, let's not sanitize the text. This isn't his, this isn't Jacob's real mother and Esau's stepmother. This is his real mother. And she coached one of her sons on how to steal the blessing from the other son. And, 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 and watch this. And I know some of you in this room right now, some of you who are watching online, online right now, you, you feel validated in your behaviors because you feel that you got it honestly. You feel validated on how you do what you do because I got it honestly. Look at, look at where I was raised, Todd. Look at, I mean, 
I watched my dad talk to my mama like that for my entire life. I watched my mama do the stuff she did my entire life. I grew up in a neighborhood around people that did it. I, I, I watched it. I've seen it. It was close to me. I had, I had a front row seat to it. I, I watched people say it. I watched people do it. I watched people live it. Now, what do you want me to do? It's all I've seen. It's all I know. Now, what do you want me to do? And, and if I'm honest, I get it. I hear you. And I actually have empathy towards whatever area you feel stuck in, bro. Sis, sis, I get it. I get it. But your point lost its validity at a place called Calvary. Oh God, you had a great point. I heard the violins playing and I heard your sad story and, and I actually sympathized with you. You had a really good point until a man named Jesus went and hung on the cross and he let them put nails in his hands and nails in his feet and he became the curse for us. Galatians puts it like this. Galatians 3 and 13 says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse from the curse pronounced by the law he was hung on the cross he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing for it is written in the scriptures that cursed is everyone who hung on a tree but Jesus said I'll become the curse so you don't have to live in one He said, I'll become the curse so your children don't have to struggle with what you struggle with. He said, I'll become the curse and I'll break every generational thing that's been passed down through your bloodline. He said, put me on the tree and I'll become the thing so they won't have to struggle with it. Somebody give God, because, give God praise because the curse is broken. I said, somebody give God praise because I came to tell somebody that the curse is broken. I said, the curse is broken. I said, the curse is broken. Not my children, not my family, not my marriage, not my health. Because what Jesus did on Calvary, the blood that was shed on the cross, he became the curse for me. So I wouldn't have to struggle with what my mama did. He became the curse for me. So I wouldn't have to fight with what my granddaddy did. But when the blood was shed, it destroyed the curse. Is there anybody here that's grateful that the curse is broken? It's broken. It's broken. Somebody shout it's broken. Over my family is broken. It's broken over my business. It's 
broken over my finances. It's broken over my health. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. The curse. The commando. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. Jesus took care of the curse. So I didn't have to. It's broken. I said the curse is broken. Lord, I just wanted to teach. I didn't come to preach. I said, but the curse is broken. Galbert family is broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. You ought to throw your last name out there and say, Over my family, it's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's, it's broken. It's been broken, but now somebody reminded me, oh, it's broken. Oh, I don't have to struggle with that. Oh, okay. I don't have to struggle with that. Oh, okay. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. 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 Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken, now because of me, because of an amazing savior who said I'll become the curse so you don't have to deal with it, so here we go, watch this, watch this, hear me, hear me, what your family passed down to you does not have to determine who you are or what you have the potential to become. Here it is, the blood, I'm gonna say this and try not to run, the blood that was shed on Calvary is stronger than the blood that's running through your veins. It's stronger than your last name. It's, it's stronger. It's stronger. It's more powerful. The blood that was shed is stronger. So, as we come to the close of this, we see, we see Jacob, who's been a trickster his entire life. And, and, and for those of you who may not know the story here, the cliff notes, Jacob... And, and, and Esau brothers, they are the children of Isaac, you know, Abraham, Isaac. And so these, they're Isaac's boys. And, 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 and Jacob came out the womb trying to grab Esau because Esau was coming out of his mother's womb first. He grabbed him by the ankle. Even Jacob means ankle grabber. So he, he came out being a hater. He was from the start. He was like, no, me. He, and so Jacob, the Bible says that Jacob grew up, he was, Jacob was a mama's boy. You know, he hung around the tents. No, Jacob watched HGTV. He was, you know, he was, 
He was in there watching the Food Network with his mama. He was, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just what he did, you know. And, and Esau was a hunter. He was rough. He was hairy. He was, and, and Esau... Esau had favor with his dad, you know, and, and favor can't be hid. So I know that Jacob felt that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm sure Jacob felt that I think my daddy liked him a little more than he likes me. And so, so Jacob and Esau had this strained relationship. I mean, there's some people in this room, you got some strained relationships with, with some of your family members too. They have they had a strained relationship and then, then one day uh, Isaac is old, he's very old, he's getting ready to die. He tells Esau, look man, go, I need you to go hunt, I need you to make me some food and when you come back, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you before I die. I want to bless you. And, and, and Rebecca Jacob's and Esau's mother <laughs> heard this conversation and she tells Jacob, listen, I, you got, I need you to do something. I need you to go cook, go get some stuff. I need you to put some fur on because we're getting ready to trick your daddy and we're getting ready to make sure he gives you the blessing and not Esau, okay? And so he, they trick their father. They trick him to, and he stole the blessing. And so that's the cliff notes. And so here we are after 20 years. Here's, here's Jacob who has been a trickster his entire life. And watch this, the only blessing he has over his life, he stole. The only good thing he has, he got it illegally. And watch this, he got what he wanted and couldn't enjoy it. Oh! He got what he wanted and couldn't enjoy it because watch this, because receiving something out of season feels more like a curse than a blessing. And it makes no point to get it if you can't enjoy it. He gets the blessing, he steals the blessing and he is on the run for his life for the next 20 years. He got what he wanted and couldn't enjoy it for one day. Because what you do to get it is what you have to do to keep it. He gets the blessing. Here it is. He gets the blessing that feels more like a curse. And, and now after 20 years, after 20 years, he's ready to make some adjustments. He's ready to start tweaking. He's... He's served somebody else, he's, he's plowed somebody else's field, he's, he's fed somebody else's goats, he's done all of these things, all of these things, and now he's at a point in his life where it's like, yo, like, yo, this, this ain't it, this, this ain't it, and now I'm going home, and I'm going to deal with whatever I got to deal with, but now he grabs his kids, he grabs his, his, his cattle, he grabs his wives, he grabs everybody, and he said, I'm going home. And on his way home, there are three tweaks that Jacob makes that changes his life forever. And I believe that these tweaks, if we apply them to our lives, change church, it will impact us and shift us in a way that will change our lives forever. Can I tell you what these three tweaks are? We're getting ready to go home. Here it is. Here it is. You find the first tweak in Genesis chapter 22nd, and the 22nd chapter and the 23rd verse. It says, 
and he took them, this is his family, his livestock, his cattle, everybody, and he took them and sent them, here it is, over the brook. And he sent over all he had, verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. The first tweak is sometimes you have to walk alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you have to walk alone. Watch this. He sent his family over the brook. Can I ask you a question? What do you need to send over the brook? Who do you need to send over the brook? What relationships do you need to send over the brook. He sent them over the brook because there are times where you will have to separate yourself from friends, from family, from social media, from music, from culture to hear God. Because Jacob does not have this encounter if he's not alone. Because there are some blessings you can't receive in the crowd. The woman with the issue of blood, she got hers in the crowd. She, she, she did. I'm not saying God can't bless you in the crowd. He absolutely can bless you in the crowd. She pressed her way and she got exactly what she needed. But in the same text, Jairus' daughter got hers in private. He, as a matter of fact, he had to kick some people out the room to get her the miracle that she needed. Because some miracles only happen in the right atmosphere. And everybody can't be around when God is doing something special and something unique in your life. He, he had to kick some people out to get the right atmosphere in. He, there are some blessings, some encounters, some encounters only happen in private. And so, so Jacob says he had to get alone. He had to send some stuff out the way to be able to have this encounter. And there are some of you, God is waiting to meet you the moment you send some stuff over the brook. There's some clarity that you've been praying for that you're going to get when you send some stuff over the brook. Tweak number one, he sent some stuff over the brook. Second tweak, second tweak, and I wrestled with this one because I've already told you guys this one. And I said, Lord, God, give me something fresh. I want something fresh. I've only preached here about three times. I can't tell the people the same thing over and over again. And, and the Lord says, he says, no, tell them, because a lot of them didn't do it the first time. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm having this conversation. I'm studying for this word. And God said, no, tell them again. He said, because some of them didn't do it the first time, and then some of them tried, and they failed. And I need you to remind them to do it again. And so the second tweak, I said it before, the second tweak is you have to confront it. Today, you have to confront your this is just who I am. You have to confront it. Jacob wrestled all night long. And there are some of you, and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me this, that Todd, some of them, they did try to confront it. They did get in the ring, and they did try to fight with that addiction. And they did try to fight with that thing they've been struggling with. And they lost the battle again. And I'm just here to tell you guys today, it's okay that you lost the battle. It's not failure until you stop trying. And God sent me here to tell somebody, don't give up now. Yes, you failed the test 
last week. Yes, you failed the test a few weeks ago, but get your butt back in the ring and keep fighting. Yes, you thought you would never do it again and you did it again. Man, we've all been there, but you got to get back in the ring and let them know I'm not going to stop fighting until I overcome this thing. I got I got to confront it. I got to confront it. He, he confronted it. He, he wrestled all night long. But don't allow your failed battles to make you quit. It's only failure when you stop fighting. You got to got to confront it and in the third tweak and I'm done the third tweak which is probably the most important tweak you have to make is that you got to be honest that's the one this 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 is the one this is the heavy one you got to be honest what's your name What? What's your, what's, what's your, what's your name? And he says, for the first time, because the last time his daddy asked him this, he said, I'm Esau. The last time somebody asked me, I was ashamed of who I was. He said, I'm Esau. And the thing I received from my lie, I couldn't enjoy. And here is Jacob. And he's wrestling with God. And he's like, no, I'm not lying anymore. Because God cannot bless who you pretend to be. What is your name? What is your name? Your name. What is your name? What is your name? He says, he says, I'm Jacob. I'm the heel grabber. I'm the liar. I'm the manipulator. And God says, yeah, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. I can, I can work with that. I can, I can work with that. I know, I know a lot of other people, it may scare them away, but I can work with that. I can, I can, I can, I can do some things with that because here's the first time that he says, listen, I'm not going to let you go. And inside of this fight, I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you who I am because the last blessing I got, I received under false pretenses. But now Jacob is at a point of his life where he said, I can't pretend anymore. And I don't know about you, you can stand to your feet. I, I don't want to look like I'm blessed. I 
want to be blessed. I don't, I'm too old. I don't want to look like I'm whole and not be whole. I, I don't want to look like the thing. I want to be the thing. And when God has given us access to a man named Jesus who has the ability to transform my life, why don't I just let him in and say, God, whatever it takes, my answer is yes. Got to be honest because it wasn't until Jacob was honest that his name was changed. And there are some people who are watching online. You, you felt stuck and you've been dealing with this. This is just who I am. And you've settled on the idea of this is all I can be and I have to deal with this thing forever. And, and, but God has sent me here today to tell you all you need to do is start tweaking. Just start, just start, start making adjustments now, even right, start, can you lift your hands? Just start making adjustments. But today I feel in my heart that we just need to be honest and just say, God, this is what it is. This is, this is what I'm struggling with. This is, this is my, this is just who I am and I'm not proud of it and I'm ashamed of it and I, I wish I, I wish it wasn't a part of my DNA, but God, this is me but I'm grateful that it doesn't scare him away that if you can just tell him the truth he's God enough to step right inside of you this is just who I am and give you a blessing and leave you with the limp like he did Jacob that everywhere Jacob went from that moment on he had a reminder that I'm changed that God touched me in a way that I'll never forget this encounter God can touch you today in a way that you will never forget this encounter because his presence leaves scars on you his presence will leave a mark on you his so God I thank you now lift those hands come on let's make an exchange lift those hands God I thank you now that today is the day where we've made a conscious decision that I'm going to start tweaking I'm going to start making some adjustments but I'm going to start right now with just being honest this is who I am this is where I've been this is what I've been struggling with and, and, and I, I just I give it to you you said take my yoke because my yoke is easy you said take my burden because my burden is lighting God we just we give you every issue we give you every struggle we give you everything that we've been contending with in our quiet moments we we give it we give it to you now God because you're able you you're more than able to help us through this thing and as we make these adjustments I'm glad that we're not making them by ourselves but there is a God who even in the valley he's with us and even in the on the mountain he's with us and I thank you that even even during this time of adjustments and this time of tweaks that God you are walking with us in such a way that Holy Spirit you will help us and guide us into all truth that as you transform our lives we do it with the faith of knowing that you are with us we are going to tweak and we're going to tweak not just for us but for our children and, and for our families and for our marriages and for and for the people that are around us God you are worth making the adjustment for so we thank you now we thank you that today is the day that everything changes it's in Jesus name we pray somebody clap those hands if you're watching online if you're watching online, if you're in this room and you're like, Todd, I need, there's a real big tweak I need to make. 
Like, I need, I need to know this man named Jesus. I need to know. If he can do all of that stuff you said he can do, I need to know him. And if you're online, you're like, I, like man, I, I walked away from Jesus because I started tweaking and I, I felt so much that I didn't think that he would even want me back. He wants you back. He loves you too much to just let you go. He'll, he'll leave the 99 to come after you today. And if that's you today, and you're like, man, I want to know this man named Jesus, just lift your hands. Matter of fact, everybody in the room, lift your hands. We're just going to pray together. And if that's you, if you're watching online and you're like, man, I'm ready to come back home, I want you to lift those hands and say, Father, I'm a sinner. I've blown it. I've messed up. But God, I'm ready to make the tweak of all tweaks today. I'm ready to come home. Lord, I heard that you gave your life for me, that you died on the cross. And in three days, you got up for me. Save me. Come on, somebody say, save me. Save me, Jesus. Restore me, Jesus. Fix me, Jesus. I'm coming home. So God, I thank you for saving me. Come on, somebody say, say, God, thank you for saving me. And just like that, you are saved. Your life has been changed and heaven is rejoicing now. And maybe you're like, man, I love, I love watching this amazing church online. I love visiting and I want to be a part. You can be a part of this amazing community of believers. There's a number that's coming up on the screen and all you got to do, if you gave God your life or if you want to be a part of this amazing church, you can text that number now. Change Church, is this an amazing place to be a part of? I just believe it. Listen, if you have been blessed by this word today, if you are ready to start tweaking, do me one favor and take the next 15 seconds and clap your hands and give God a praise because you're getting ready to make some tweaks. God bless you, change.